Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the digital workspace inner workings. So uh, the thing I wanted to chat about today, unless you've got something else, was ChatGTP. ChatGPT, ChatTTP. I, I, I can't get the, the spelling in my head right now. Let me but see what you texted me the other day. It is. Yeah. 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 GTP, I think. So ChatGTP. GTP, yeah. Because I, I keep thinking Grand Theft Auto. And it's not Grand Theft Auto, so it must be our GTP. Um, have you had a chance to have a look at it? No, I've seen some headlines, but I really haven't dug into it. So I'm actually, I'd love for you to tell me what's so special about this new chatbot. Uh, well, so there's chatbots and then there's this thing. Mm. Um, so I would definitely say this is not a chatbot uh, by the normal means. It is actually a very, well, it comes across as a very intelligent AI agent. Uh, and, and I say that only because you can throw any kind of questions at this thing, um, and it responds with pretty good answers. Uh, I would, I would, I and mean, I haven't tried the Turing test, but I would probably say it would, it would, it would pass the Turing test because it is, it is really well done. And uh, I've been using it to try to write some code. It's a very complicated code, and it is phenomenal how it comes back with a solution, an example code. Like like you write, you know, I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z, da, da, da. Like you would just write, like you're talking to, you write an email to, a, to a, a, an expert that you know, hoping they'd give you some sort of direction. Um, but it's come back with code that I've actually run straight off the bat. I've just copied and pasted into my, my, my studio, and I've run it, and it has done most of the work in most of the cases, sometimes like it's eighty percent right, sometimes it's it's one hundred percent right, whatever it is. I mean, it does get to a point that you know it can't completely answer what you want it to do, um, and I also can't copy and paste some stuff in because it would be you know um, breaching a non disclosure agreement. So I can't give it sample data to say, look at this data and give me the answer. But in saying that, I've been I've wangled it enough in giving it instructions and, and, and giving it the errors that I'm getting to actually write a piece of functional code. And I'm saying that I've probably saved two or three weeks of time by wow. using, um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you this example. I, on Monday morning, I wanted to get something done that was quite urgent for a client presentation that I was putting together. And it's something that I've been thinking about for about a week, and I just couldn't get in my head how I wanted to approach it code-wise. So I sat there at a coffee shop for an hour, and I literally spoke to to the chat agent for that hour. And at the end of the hour, I had the code working already, and and I was able to get what I wanted out of it. That's that's how powerful this thing is. And to interact with it, it's just like a free website anyone can go to. Yeah. So you, so you register using your your Google, Microsoft, um, account, so that you've got. Um, you know, some sort of authentication because you do get you do get restricted to um, how long you can interact with it for. Like, 
um, you know, in that in that time, I was talking to it in the coffee shop. It was it, it, a couple times. It says to you, you know, you need to limit your requests. It's been too many. And there's been a couple of nights when, if I'm online, sort of 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock out time. Obviously, the, you know, the US is on, Asia's on. There's there's capacity problems. You know, it, it's struggling with um, with demand. But all you do is open another window, another browser. And uh, you carry on, but then you lose your context. So you got to explain. You know, uh, you know, you, you learn. For example, like I, I learned that whatever question I ask it, or whatever I'm framing the problem as, I always keep a text copy of that in, a, in another window, so that as I as I as I get closer and closer to my solution, I've actually built out the proper question, the proper statement that I want. So if I do lose my session, I can just paste that that, that thing in again, and it'll come straight to the answer again. So there's little tricks to, to using it already. Because um, the other thing I was finding is that when you are um, interacting with it, sometimes you know some sort of network issue or load issue or something like that, it'll be writing out the answer, and then as it gets to the end, it'll like lose its state or something. So you don't get to you don't get to the chance to copy the code or to see its its conclusion. It just just crashes, um, mm. and that's obviously because it's a it's a it's a beta. But you know those little nuances you can figure out how to work around. Um, like I have, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just can't believe. And I mean, I've been using it from a code point of view, um, but you, you know, I sent you that stuff on, on Tuesday. You know, I was asking it things like, "What do you think of my new product name? What do you think of you know how should I? You know, this is what the product's about. How do you think I should position it? What's the tagline? Um, what's the marketing approach? What should I? You know, all those sorts of questions. I mean, I sent you some screenshots, and uh, you know, the answers are really are, are spot on. Like oh yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, that's great. Okay, I must try that now. And you know, it's just it's just like having a trust. I mean, that chat GTP window is is, is on my on my browser every time I open it now. That's like whenever because sometimes I just want to talk to someone about something, but then you got to like be careful who you talk to. You don't want to you don't want to like give away too much or 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 get overly you know get them involved and, and it's really just about, you want to bounce ideas. So now there's opportunity just to talk to this engine and share it. Um, I mean, of course, I'm sharing it into a big AI data pool where, you know, it's going to be regurgitated and processed and whatever. But you, you get this interaction that's just awesome because there's almost like no judgment, just good information, if you know what I mean. And, and, and you know, if it doesn't understand, it says, I don't quite understand what you mean by that. Please explain this piece of your sentence to me, which is just, you know, uh, unforeseen. I've never seen this before in, in an AI engine. Now I'm very curious to see one what it uh, what it advised you to do, and then two just what else it can do. I I'd seen a post about this that was talking about I think the the time to first million users maybe was what they were looking at, um, mm. comparing this to like Netflix and you know other big social media subscriptions, whatever. Um, and the time to million users on this was like incredibly short, which I think is in part due to like where we are, you know, in the age of the internet, but also like the interest and stuff like this that can percolate super quickly. But, well, I think the, the, the time to a million was a month. And I think the time to a million for Netflix was like 11 months. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think that, I think that was, that was the figures. I'm just trying to find the email that I sent you because I can call out I just to, uh, as long as you're okay with the anything being on the podcast. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's why I want to I see what I put there because, um, I mean, the, the one thing was, you know, it was just a go-to-market that was so brilliant. Um, mm. I can't actually find my my email. So one thing I, I struggle with Outlook is it's got, got the worst, Outlook on the iPad and it's got just the worst, and iPhone, it's just, it's just got the worst way of navigating email accounts. Like you can never see the correct account that you're in. Uh, yesterday, this week, here we go. Chat, chat GPT. Okay, so, um, so I'll say. So, so I said, you know, so I, so the screenshots in order. I basically said I'm, I'm building a business around end-user digital transformation projects. This is the, you know, this is the, the product that I'm building. This is its name. This is the domain. What do you think of it? Why would you tag? What should the tagline should be? It says. So, so in response, Chat GPT says it's a great name for a business focused on capturing and improving value for digital transformation projects. As a tagline, something like, and then it gives me an example, or something like this could work well. Alternatively, you could try something more specific to your target market, such as, and then it gives you, you know, two or three more examples. So I said, okay, great. Now, now give me an elevator pitch. And this, this is exactly how I've written it. Can you suggest an elevator pitch? Uh, here's a potential elevator pitch for your business. At X, we help businesses, blah, 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 blah. And it gives you this, like three or four quick sentences to explain what you do. And like when you read this, you're like, huh, that's like spot on. I couldn't even, I could never concede it in, in three seconds that way. And then it says, here's some additional suggestions to consider as you build your business. And then it wrote out a list of five things that you should do in order to set your business up. So develop a clear value proposition, create a strong brand, identify a target market, build a solid marketing strategy, and continuously improve your offering. Now, under each of those bullets is a paragraph you know, of two or three lines explaining a little bit more about what each bullet point means. So if you're just looking for some guidance, this, this tool would just answer your questions. And there's, there's no... Um, you know, you could you could spend hours on a, on websites trying to find this information, which you know here you, here you have it in a chatbot that uh, you know chat interface. That as you dev- as you have more questions and, and as you um, go further down the thing, you can really get some good some good information from it. And um, yeah, I, I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, I spend I spend days on this thing now. Yeah, I mean, people, both for the the coding and and for this, I mean, these are, we're talking about courses, we're talking about degrees that people get. I mean, I think you still need more context. You need expertise to be able to input things into the system to get usable stuff back. Like, you need some frame of reference. So it's not, I think the natural question with stuff like this always, right, is like, is technology like this going to replace someone's job? Um, no, and and I, and, I, and, I, and I did see someone on um, on this, uh, and I think I replied to on LinkedIn actually. You still need to you still need to know how to use the information. So so I give you the code example. So I I've got a couple ones that I've worked on with with Chat, and it's giving me the code, and I can't get the code to work. Like you know, I, I've tried. I've I've you know, with my my knowledge of the pro, of, of the platform, there's something just not right with the code it's given me, and it's just not giving me the right input. So I've actually I've actually rewritten the code now myself, um, and that's because I just needed to understand it. Um, so so in that sense, it's never going to be it's not going to replace that level of of contextual knowledge. Um, and in the same token, some of the stuff that I've been asking it, it's great it's great pointers. Mm-hmm. But you still have to apply it. You still have to apply it to to where you are and yeah. what you're trying to do. Um, 
which it's not going to have all the context, but, but you know, like 80%, like 80% of it's done. Now, where, where this gets really interesting, and, and you've got to fast forward maybe three years or five years, I would think probably even sooner than that. Give me a PowerPoint deck that explains the following concepts. Mm-hmm. And make sure it's using, the, you know, don't use more than three bullet points per slide. Uh, don't have, uh, use pictures to explain simple, simple, how, how, you know, like, like that's how you explain to this engine what you want. And it'll go and trawl and find and figure out and put it all together for you. And you end up with a five or seven slide PowerPoint presentation all generated through, through AI. And you just, all you have to do is tell it what you wanted. Now that'll yeah, take that sounds like that magic. Works. <laughs> now, if that, now, if that works, and that, that could work, I mean, that's not difficult to do if you think about it. It's really not difficult to do. But that would replace a few jobs. Because I know of, of sweat centers, and, and I call them that because that's what they are, that a lot of management consulting firms use. I won't call out what locations they're in, where they will have people paid by, you know, paid to basically create PowerPoint decks. Yeah. I mean, the amount of the corporate about, world you know, that is just creating PowerPoint decks. I mean, I used to spend hours building PowerPoint slides. I mean, you know, PowerPoint slide monkeys, because all you were doing is, re, you know, taking one deck you did last week, changing a few slides to create a new deck for this week, because now someone else has asked for something in a different way, but it, it's all the same information. Yeah. Now it's, well, now it's the AI consumes the PowerPoint deck and, and the person asking for it says, well, tell me how that would work with XYZ values and it's regenerated and, and you're not wasting a lot of people's time. Yeah. Well, now I'm uh, really interested to try it out, I guess. Well, there's, your, there's yeah. your homework. Go go play with it for, yeah, for the next call. These things have been, there's been a lot of trendy AI stuff lately. There's been um, the art stuff um, that's been going around that's really interesting where you input a prompt and it bring you know, it, it generates some well, actually, art samples. Can this do that too? Well, I mean, I haven't played the art thing, but what I did do, because I wanted, a, I needed a logo for this new product. So I just went and played with, I think it's called, I think it's logomaster.ai. And I just put in, I went to like a five window wizard, you know, this information, pick these icons, whatever it was. And it generated me six or seven examples. And then I just kind of went to the ones that I liked. And then it, it generated a little bit more. And then you could edit the ones you like, and then you end up with the logo you like. Um and that took me, yeah, maybe 10 minutes, maybe five minutes. Um, and in the time that I did it, I, I, you know, I had two designers working on it. I sent them all examples. I, I was like screenshot of what I what I'd come up with. I said, well, can you improve on this? They're like, no, that's actually, that's better than what I could have done. Or, you, you know, I, I, that's that's what I would have probably come up with in a week's time. So, so I think those things are, are, are there. Um, and I think the trick is now to to tie them together into a service. Mm. Interesting stuff. <laughs> it's exciting stuff. Yeah. It makes me think when I was a kid, there was some bot, and I forget its name, but um, uh, my uncle uh, does robotics, so he was always, like, showing us cool tech stuff whenever we visited their house, and there were some, like, sassy kind of chatbot robot like it had some sort of robot on the screen and then you could chat with it um and it was pretty good at that time you know it would sometimes return the like sorry i don't understand sort of answer 
and it probably couldn't run code for you or, you know, develop code for you. But um, it's wild how far these things have come in like, you know, well, a couple decades. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And, and that's the thing. If you, if you go you know, back to the beginning of the conversation, you know, chatbot versus this, I mean, that's what the, the common chatbot is. It's a bunch of branch logic flows mm-hmm. that someone's pre-programmed and it's using very basic, and I say basic, I mean, natural language processing is definitely not basic, but it's using some basic algorithms to detect what you're saying. You know, my outlook is slow is very easy to pick up that it's an outlook issue, or my email is slow. It's not as easy, but it's still a thing. And, you know, what we did in, in various banks, you know, it was probably a little bit more advanced than that. Um, but what this thing can do, you know, if, if this was a, if this had the ability to make a contextually relevant to your organization, um, this is powerful. This is huge. I mean, we we saw many products that that were saying they were this, they were not mm-hmm. this. And I'm not going to mention the names because I can't, I can't remember what they were. They were that they were that far off. Um, but if you th- if you imagine the sitting at your desktop in your corporate environment and saying I'm having a problem with my and think about the, you know the industries we've been involved in, I'm having an issue with my outlook, and this this engine has access to all the telemetry data that, that we have, and all the, the all the fixes that we have in the stable, mm-hmm. and can match the telemetry what you're typing to the fixes that, that are available and either fix the issue and then provide you with the issue to the, the resolution or notify the right people in engineering or operations, however that organization is structured or technical operations, center, which is kind of a new thing, and say, listen, this user is complaining about this issue. This is what I know about the issue because it's already got the telemetry. This is the fixes I've already tried. None of them worked. This is the new telemetry I've got when I tried those fixes and they didn't work. Here's what I think you should do because I've already done the research and that's happening in like near real time, like within five minutes. Yeah. Super powerful. Do you know who created it? Have you seen any? Open I'm AI. just curious. Okay, cool. So they're probably, somebody, yeah, not going to just monetize it or do you think it's going to go I, away I, at some point I, and then it's going to be a, yeah. I, I think it will be monetized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now it's in beta. And it will be for a while. And I think if you're using it for, you know, hobby stuff, general stuff, whatever, it'll be free. But the scenario that I've just given you now, that's yeah. the white label. I think that'll be monetized. And I think the more you, the more you want to make it specific, um, the more it's going to become, you know, the cost of it. But, but in, in, in fairness, there's a, there's a mutual value proposition. You know, how, how do you... How do you make it specific? It's going to require some customization, which means there's going to be some additional cost. So that's that's what you're that's what you're paying for. But I think the benefits will far outweigh the the cost and the restraint. Yeah, the potential is super exciting. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for giving me the lowdown on Chat GT. No problem. <laughs> Should we call there for today? Yeah, we can. Super. Thanks, okay. Dave. Cheers, Dave. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.